For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Surprise, surprise, we have yet another Coastal Carolina football player for today's NFL Draft Prospects podcast spotlight interview. That conversation being with Gerard Clark, the nose tackle for the Chanticleers. In 2020, he had 31 total tackles, four tackles for loss, and two sacks on the season. Ryan Roberts spoke with Clark about his career so far and playing at Coastal Carolina. Before we get to today's interview, I need to tell you about our show's sponsors. First being Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this year. Get all of the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor pool. Open now at BetOnline. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of their opening day super promo, meaning make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, the season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Also, exciting news, Believe is partnering with Play Action Pools this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport that we love most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our PlayActionPools.com Football Pick'em Challenge, which is open to everyone. Sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em at PlayActionPools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between the NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to PlayActionPools.com and sign up for the contest, Believe, B-L-E-A-V, Football Pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to PlayActionPools.com today. They've got Survivor, Pick'em, as well as a cool sportsbook-style concept called Build Your Bankroll. PlayActionPools.com, your new home for all of your office sports pools. Welcome to this Believe in NFL Draft Prospect podcast. It's an interview edition. You know it's a Thursday, so we're bringing you an inside look into some of the best football players in the entire country. And we have obviously turned our pages on the 2021 NFL draft that is in the books. We are fresh on to 2022, 2023, the future draft prospects that you need to know. I have with me another Coastal Carolina kid who I feel like I've just been talking to nothing but Coastal Carolina cats for the last couple of days. But I have here a young man that 
when you talk to Ron Jackson, who was drafted in the, in the sixth round by the Philadelphia Eagles, fantastic football player. Jeffrey Gunter is another football player that I am a big fan of. C.J. Brewer. This whole defensive line is littered with next-level talents. But I'm bringing on the young man that, for me, I didn't know too much about, to be very honest. And then I catch him on film, and I'm like, the reason that they can be so aggressive, they can do all the things that they do, is what this young man does in the middle. I got Mr. Gerard Clark, defensive tackle out of Coastal Carolina. Gerard, I appreciate you, man, taking a little bit of time here. How's everything been going for you? Uh, pretty good. You know, I had a had an injury over in the spring, had a surgery on my back. So just this past couple of months, just been me recovering, healing, working out trying to build my wind back up, work on my feet and my hands and stuff like that, you know, just getting back strong and in football shape. Gotcha. And I, I know that's a, obviously a setback after the fantastic year you had, but how is how is the back healing up? And uh, is there a timetable on when you'll be a full go to get back on the field? Um, I'm expected to be full go, you know, when I get back in June. You know, I still I still feel like I'm not there yet, but I'm, I'm at the point where I can push myself and I can get there up until, you know, when the season starts. But I'll be 100% by the season starts. Fantastic. That's good to have Gerard Clark back for that shot to clear defense, which was so talented this past year. Um, I feel like you have to be living under a rock if you didn't see what the what the shots were able to do this past year with the undefeated regular season. A lot of fantastic football players, defensive side of the ball. I already talked about Jeffrey Gunter and Silas Kelly and Teddy Gallagher and the Jordan Strong. Offensively, we're talking about guys like Grayson McCall, C.J. Marable, who's off to the NFL, Isaiah Likely, who I just had the opportunity to sit down with. A lot of talented football players, Gerard. And I kind of want to start you out, though, man, because I, I you have a very interesting backstory. It kind of dug into the recruiting side of everything, watched high school highlights of you both on the basketball court and on the football field. So I want to talk to you a little bit of your recruitment coming out of Brighton High School. I know you're a Massachusetts guy. Talk to me a little bit about your 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 high school career, the recruitment, and why ultimately Coastal was the best spot for you. Um, so in high school, I I played a little bit, you know, my freshman year, you know, semi my sophomore year, but I really had like my breakout year, my junior year. Mm-hmm. You know, I had that I had the uh, last few games of the season where I played in the cast, and I kind of really brought a lot of spotlight onto me, you know, just my name getting passed around. And uh, I had a couple of D2 schools that come up. And then, like, once the D1 schools started coming in, meeting with my coach or sitting down with me, it was like the D2 schools wouldn't – they wouldn't offer me, but they'll come in and, like, give me guidance and tell me, like, what what not to fall for and to just pay attention and stuff like that. And then, you know, when it comes to recruiting, coaches are going to sell you on stuff. They're going to make you promises that – you know, they probably won't keep or whatever, but Coastal, like, they stayed in contact constantly, kept checking them and make sure school was good, family was good, I'm good. And I came down and made me feel welcome. The plays made me feel welcome. It was just like, it was like a second home. So I kind of just knew off rip, like, yeah, this is where I want to be for the next four to five years. And I know everybody that I've talked to, a part of the Coastal, um, they talk about, you know, the atmosphere around the program, the campus life, a lot of great things, obviously, that sell the Coastal Carolina um, you know, just organization or whatever you want to call it, man. They they bring. I, I feel like every avenue, and it seems like you guys have a lot of fun on the field, which is a lot, was which is really cool to see. And I want to kind of talk to you about your transition, Gerard, because I know I kind of mentioned it a little bit. High school tight ends. I kind of looked into your past a little bit and the weight differences until now. Now you're listed at about 330, 335 pounds. Tight ends originally was that always the path that you thought you were on was there like a when you were getting recruited were their teams saying like hey you have a frame that maybe you can put on a bunch of weight maybe there will be a position switch in the future or were you always a tight end early on uh so ba- mostly all of my offers were were tied in i had one offer 
for the defensive end um, coming out my junior year for Fordham. And then I had uh, the uh, the coach from Michigan. He had came in and he wanted me to play for defense, but I couldn't make it to the camp. So, you know, I, that kind of fell through. But mostly my mindset was like set on like tight end and then college came and it just everything kind of just shifted, but for the better. Absolutely. And obviously a, a big transformation. Talk to me about that moment, Gerard, because I know you redshirted in 2018 and I know that you had a injury during 2019. So when did this transformation from high school tight end to college tight end turn into now what we have as a 330 pound unmovable force on the inside? Um, It was my family that kind of just, you know, shifted like everything I, I wanted in life because I wasn't happy, you know, with my, you know, my position in the, in college. Like, you know, I came from a school where I was, I was the man, like I was starting, I got to play as soon as I got there. I, you know, so when I come into college and have to start over from what I did in high school and start from scratch, nobody really know my name. Nobody care what I did in high school, more focused on college. It's like it, a maturity thing had to come in. So when I wanted to quit, you know, my family didn't let me, like they taught me out of it. And then even when I, you know, I stuck with it, they, they pushed me harder than I pushed myself. And that's, that's kind of my reason for like my transformation right there. Like if, if they want it for me, I got to want it for myself too. Sure. Absolutely. And I know obviously, you know, you're coming in with a, a tight end out of high school too, with Isaiah likely who's turned into one of the best in the country as well. You ever show off in practice though? I need to know you ever, you ever show people that you still got the hands. You still can. Yeah. yeah a couple times. Just, just catch a ball here and there. So I still got the hands. Don't let them forget about it. I love it, man. So I'm curious though, Gerard, because I always hear people talk about like when they make those types of transitions, I think of like Ben Barch, who was coming out of the NFL into the NFL a couple of years ago. He, they would talk about like when I was making that switch, I needed to gain all this weight. So I'm drinking like these disgusting protein shakes that had like cottage cheese in it. Did you have any secret sauce to your weight uh, gain to your transformation or was it just kind of a long and hardworking process? Um, it kind of was more like a lazy process like just you know eating or drinking juice or whatever and not working out so like it kind of all happened by accident and i kind of just flipped the switch and instead of you know complaining about the weight or all how much i gained let me see what i can do with it and you know i come in in a position i am now yeah absolutely man and like i kind of said so you're red shirt the first year second year you have the injury so I have to think for you, man, after not playing for a couple of years, that this past year had to be super fulfilling for the season that you had, both as a breakout star on the defensive line, a part of a undefeated regular season for, for the Shants. How rewarding was the season and just how much fun was it overall? Uh, it was rewarding, you know, on the football field and on the social media is rewarding. But personally, it was rewarding because – me and my dad talk about all the time, but I, I sat out for two years and I came back and, you know, I, I feel like I still got it, but I, like, I'm still not there yet. But it's like, it was a, it was a moment for me to show, you know, not just my team, but like the world, like, don't, don't forget about me. Don't, don't sleep on me. Just, just wait on me. Don't just remember my name. That's, that's what I wait on. Just like, remember my name. Oh, I know a lot of people are going to know your name here very soon, especially in NFL draft circles over the next couple of years, because I think that you're a guy that's going to, you know, that tight end background, you're going to test exceptionally well for the, for the size you are. And I'm kind of curious about your, the, the brotherhood that you guys have. I know the defense has stars on all levels, but that defense line specifically, especially this past year with CJ and Teron and Jeffrey, how special is that unit and how deep has that brotherhood kind of grown with you guys? 
Oh, that, that unit is special because we all hold each other accountable. Like no, no man is is too perfect. You know, during the games, during practice, in the weight rooms, we push each other. Or, you know, during the conditioning part of practice, you know, we push each other. It's just like we're always competing with each other and pushing each other at the same time. And then the brotherhood factor came in, just hanging out together outside of football, just building that bond on a different level and then building the bond in the, the film room and, you know, the locker room. So like everything kind of just came together. Like, you know, like it was like puzzle pieces all getting put together. And everybody had talked to me, Gerard. I'm very curious because I know it was obviously this past off season with COVID obviously, you know, wreaking havoc on college football. Like, is there going to be a college football season? We had conferences <laughs> delayed canceled, came back. We had FCS uh, teams, like I think 90-something percent of them decided, hey, we're going all the way to spring. Division two, Division three are ravaged. Like, they didn't even play football. So I know there was probably a lot of uncertainty at entering, you know, the fall, obviously, for everyone. For you, what was, like, that, you know, just the trials and tribulations of that? And then now thinking back on it, the rewarding aspect of how you guys were able to not only, you know, not only weather the storm, but then also have what it was a historical season for Coastal. Um, Because, you know, with COVID, a lot of gyms and weight rooms were shut down. So guys really had to work out outside and use use right. the stuff that they can gather and work out with that. So I feel like it, it kind of unlocked like our, our own inner grind. Like we all wanted one goal and we all had to get to that goal before we even came back to school. But we had to work out differently. So not everybody had a chance to get into the weight room. I know I know for me, I didn't. You know, in Massachusetts, all the weight rooms, all the gyms were closed. So I had a, you know, I had weights in the backyard. I had bands, jump ropes, running up the field, running around, like, you know, big parks and stuff. So I used my environment, and you know, to, to help me in a better way. So by the time I came back to school, I'm not, like, too far off. I can just, you know, catch up. Yeah. And I know that every guy that I've talked to from Coastal, they just said that there was like a feeling around the program when you guys got together and, you know, heading into the fall that you, there was just like a difference there. Like you felt it after two, five and seven seasons, they just knew that there was a something special about this group. Did you feel that, you know, kind of similar to the guys and kind of looking forward, how much is this season going to help you guys to propel into even bigger heights in 2021? So, you know, after experiencing two, five and seven seasons, like, and then kind of like being the last stock of the sun, bro, being projected, put in last, uh, winning and having everybody blow us out, you know, on the, you know, the preseason charts and all that, it kind of, it humbled us mm -hmm. and it humbled us, but it, it drove us too. You know, we all want to one goal. We all want to go to win a Sunbelt championship. But we knew what we had to do in order to get there. So it was days where, you know, it was hard. <laughs> you know, you felt like you wanted to quit. But when you got your brothers who are pushing you, no matter how it goes, you know, just don't quit. Stay with each other. Like, we we had days where, you know, maybe our captains or guys who don't speak up so much want to quit. But as a unit, we stuck together no matter right or wrong. I think, I think that was the biggest difference, you know. I don't want to say with other teams, but for us is – this year, we were more as a family than we were a team. And I feel like that, that'll that play a big role in any team's success is when you can rely on the brother next to you. Even if you mess up, you know he got your back. Or if you know you mess up, you know he going to push you and tell you, don't don't worry about it. You'll get it the next play or you get it the next down. You know, just having that type of uh, support definitely does, you know, 
play a part in your success. And I feel like with that brotherhood established before this this season upcoming is we can just add on to it. The brotherhood is already there. Now it's to, you know, fix those little pieces, cancel out all those little mistakes that we might have made last season, really just capitalize off of everything. Yeah. Now, I keep telling all you guys, man, like I, you could see it on the field, just how much fun you guys are all having. Like it is a good time. You can see that you guys genuinely enjoy playing football, which is, I think, a big indicator of the success. And I think another big indicator, Gerard, is I talked to a lot of the offensive guys that I've spoken to about like, looking at that defense that you're playing against every day in practice, it's usually a cliche to say like the team that you see every day in practice is going to be the best team that you see every Saturday. But for especially the offensive guys, seeing the defense that you guys have every day, I feel like is the best defense that they're going to see on a weekly basis. And on the flip side, I think you seeing guys like Isaiah likely, even though you, I know you're working against offensive line more, but seeing the, the quality of an offensive line that you guys have with Isaiah likely with CJ Marable, with Grayson McCall, seeing this type of offense, I mean, it has to, and I would love your comment on it, make you a much better football player to be able to prepare against such an explosive unit. Absolutely. You know, playing against one of the best offenses, if not the best offense in the Sun Belt, is, is kind of like an advantage for us because we know what can happen if we don't get back there fast enough or if we miss certain tackles, we, we can see – in practice that those little mistakes can turn into huge plays. And that's just against our offense. So imagine if a different team does it in an actual game. So it's little mistakes like that that we make in practice that we cancel out during game time, but we don't have to worry about it. So I feel like our biggest advantage is going against the best guys possible and them giving us the best look and we give them the best looks. So when it comes to Saturday, it just looks more fluently. And while you were making the transition, Gerard, was there any players, I feel like every defensive lineman I ever talk about, it's always Aaron Donald, but are there some guys that you watched a ton? Because making a position switch, especially, I know you played on defense in high school as well, but making that position switch to playing interior defensive line, curious on if there are some players that you watched a lot to try to learn from them to see the the better parts of their game to take it for your own. Truth be told, I didn't watch any NFL players specifically. I watched Teron, CJ. <laughs> Uh, Sterling Johnson, John Clayton, all the guys that were ahead of me, uh, you know, that's been there, that have the repetition, that have the experience. I'm watching these guys because they put in the work and they're they're playing at this level. So what do I got to do? What I got to take from them to meet them there and then climb with them? Gotcha. No, that's that's fantastic. And when you have such a talented defensive line around you, it makes complete sense that those would be the guys that you look up to. And I'm excited because not only do I think that you could potentially be the best defensive tackle in the Sun Belt, I think that you're a, a a guy that could potentially rise to being one of the best defensive linemen in all of college football. So now that you have that year under your belt, you finally get back onto the field, you have a successful season. What for you is going to be the next step besides for getting healthy and, and you know getting back from the back injury? What's the next step so that Gerard Clark is in that conversation as one of the best in all of college football? The next step for me is to start, you know, creating excuses for myself. Stop looking for a way out. Stop looking for the easy route. Because, you know, the first year for me, I got my feet wet. I got, you know, got a little feel for what college is like. Got to, you know, got to see what I play like. Now it's to really just flip on the switch. And I like using this phrase before every game, it's time to get paid. That's that's the goal right there is to get paid, to sign that contract, you know, with NFL team. So that's, that's my mindset. It's no excuses. 
Mm-hmm. And looking towards the 2021 season now, now that the bar is set even higher, when an undefeated season, we had probably the greatest season in Coastal Carolina history. You, like you said, got your feet wet. You saw some things that you could do on the football field from an individual perspective, from a team perspective. What are some goals that you have set that would make 2021 an even better and more successful season? For me personally, I want to work on my pass rush. I know I talk with my coach and, you know, my dad all the time. I I definitely could give a little more. I could really turn on a throttle when it comes to pass. I focus so much on run during like the off season, stopping the run, like clogging the hole. That's what I really focus on. And I didn't really use my pass rushing skills that we work on all the time. I was just more focused on the run. So now that's now that that I've got that, you know, that mentality and I got the skills for the run stop. Now I have to flip the switch and add on the the pass rush, you know, get my hands up, pushing a pushing a pocket, making sure like the circle collapses around the quarterback. Um for the team wise, get another championship. That's that's the goal. Go undefeated, get another championship, make it to the New York Six Bowl. Love it. Love it. And I, I think that you guys have a very good opportunity to do that with all the pieces you're coming back. And the last question I have for you is you mentioned a little bit, you know, get getting paid, right? I think that you're a guy, whether it is 2022 or 2023, I think you're a young man that is going to have the potential to make some waves on, on the next level. So just kind of thinking forward a little bit, how, when, when was this, when did this start to become a dream for you to potentially play professional football and how much of a blessing would it be in the very near future here that you could potentially call yourself a professional football player? Um, so I started playing football when I was about seven years old and I didn't like it at first because I got hit really hard by my, one of my, be- one of my best friends. You know, he hit me real hard, and I was like, yeah, I told my dad, I, like, I don't want to play no more. This hurts. And, you know, but he told me, he's like, no, just give another try, go back. And then I ended up laying him out, you know, the very next practice. And I was like, I got that rush when just, you know, just hitting somebody, that playing it together. And I was like, okay, I can do this. And then when I was young, it was just playing football. It was for fun, being around my friends. That's all it was. And then high school came, and now it's like, we're playing for We're playing for something. We're trying to get a championship. And my junior year, we came up one game short, eight points short of a state championship. So, like, now it's like, oh, I got a little feel. Like, I I know I got a feel for, like, what it like to win. And I love winning. I hate losing. Mm. So, like, that that winning feeling is just like, okay, if I can win on the field, I feel like I can win in life, too. And, you know, that that starts with, you know, academics, you know, having a good character, making sure, like, my reputation is good, too. And just being in college, just hearing all, all these people tell me, like, how much potential I could have. I, like, I kind of got sick and tired. Of that. I, I got sick and tired of people telling me what potential I have or I, what I could be. It, it's kind of telling me, like, let me let me let me be what everybody say I could be. If everybody can say I can be an NFL caliber player. Why am I not an NFL caliber player? Why am I not in the NFL? So that's like, that's what it's like for me is like using what everybody, all the advice everybody's gave to me, all the, you know, the skills and knowledge everybody shared with me and I was to put it all together and reach for that goal because playing NFL, making sure, you know, my family's straight, playing on that Sunday, having, you know, had all whole family at the house, watching me play on Sunday is one of my biggest dreams. Now, and that, that's a great point is I always hear people spout out about potential and upside, but all potential and upside means is that you're not there yet. So exactly. I, I love that mindset, man. Again, here Joy Gerard Clark, star defensive lineman for Coastal Carolina. You may, might want to take a look at him this year, number 15 in the middle of the defensive line. Gerard, this was awesome, man. Get, just get a little inside glimpse into your journey so far. I'll be rooting for you this fall, man. I really appreciate you taking some time today. Appreciate you, man.
the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.